Mary Glynn. Mary, good morning, sweetheart. How are you? Good morning, Sid. I'm so happy to be here on the number one morning radio show in New York City and beyond. Uh, well, thank you for saying that. It is true, and we're happy to have you, too. And I couldn't help but ask you to come on when you told me the story. I just kind of set it up for you, shoplifting at King's Plaza, towing cars. You know, there was a guy over Christmas break. I wasn't home. I was at Crystal Springs in New Jersey with Danielle and the kids. But I received uh, three or four different texts, including Brian Sullivan, of some illegal walking around our neighborhood, knocking on doors, looking for money. I mean, this has become a major issue, but you, you've got the scariest story of all. And what is that? Yes, so it has become an issue. There's a video circulating of people going to back doors, walking onto property, going down driveways, checking the back doors, you know, an easy target. If the door is open, maybe they're going to walk in. So one of the scariest things that has happened in the last few weeks uh, and I heard this from my dear friend, Erin, um, so this is confirmed. She was coming home one evening after basketball practice with her two little girls. These girls are the beautiful little girls. They have eight faces like angels, and they're young. They're like seven, eight, nine years old. They're adorable. And where does Erin live? Where does Erin live, by the way? So she lives in the neighborhood uh, okay. around down around the 120. Okay, Bell Harbor. Uh, you know, very close by, walking distance from where we are. So Erin uh, was coming back from practice. She pulled into her driveway, and she walked into her house from her side entrance. So, you know, she's walking in the house with the little kids. She's helping them take off their hoodies, getting them settled into the house. She came in the side door, and then at the same time, an illegal asylum seeker entered her front door and was in her living room. So he had to go through a storm door and another door, just walked right in. So Erin uh, walks into her living room. She said she was shocked, you know, so she just started. Well, what what was of, the guy, what was this illegal doing? Just sitting there on the couch? Was he looking through the refrigerator? What was he doing? No, he, he was standing there. He kept pointing to his phone. Um, you know, the the phone is how they're translating or getting their messages across. He just kept pointing at the phone. Um, I've seen some of these messages people have taken screenshots of, and they kind of say things like, you know, we're Venezuelan immigrants. We arrived a week ago. We have no documentation. Can you help us? So he's pointing at this phone, and, and I don't know if that was the message. Erin didn't read anything off his phone. She just kept trying to usher him out of the house, out the front door. She tried to remain very calm because she had her two little girls there. Um, and she finally pushed him out the door, locked – she didn't push him. She ushered him out the door, locked the door. And then, you know, that's when it hits you. You know, you, you get upset and shaken. Of course. They did report it to the cops. Um, but they so, don't do – they don't you know. do anything. The 100 – you know, it's just having this uh, conversation with um, my buddy Sean Cerrone, who owns Burn Fitness – where we work out now because we quit the YMCA because of the Black Lives Matter banner. We got sick of that. And I told him, you know, he was telling me, he goes, you know, Sid, not only are the migrants illegals entering people's houses, like you just talked about, Mary, or knocking on doors. He goes, but uh, somebody tried to break into a very fancy house in the Ponset over the weekend. And I said, well, Sean, maybe you didn't see the story in the wave, my guy Mark Healy, but my son Gabriel, right before Christmas, was walking down by 146 on a Saturday night, and he noticed two guys with backpacks and ski masks 
Who the hell is walking around in a Ponzit with backpacks and ski masks? They pointed a laser light at him, told him to run the other way, which he did. Danielle showed up with the cops. They didn't check the bags. They didn't check for ID. These kids hopped on a bus and got out of there. But what do you think they were doing walking around with backpacks and ski masks on a Saturday night? They were looking to case out the joint and break into a house. So right now, between the crime, the illegals, and all that, we got major issues even in our neighborhood, which is one of the nicest in all of Queens. Absolutely, yes. And I, I remember you telling that story. And nobody should be walking around the neighborhood with ski masks. I don't care. you know. And that was earlier in the year when it wasn't as cold. Now it's cold and all, you know, they can walk around with their masks. They're going to doors. They're checking doors. They're going door to door. They're asking for money. They're holding storm doors. You know, you answer the door, they'll hold the storm door until they get their message across on their phone saying, uh, you know, can you help us out? So um, it's getting worse. Incidents are happening. Uh, strollers are being taken off of porches. Jesus. Wagons are being taken off of yeah. porches. And those items are very handy to carry, yeah. you know, all kinds of goods around when you're going into King's Plaza, into the stores, and uh, filling up the stroller and walking out the door. When I uh, get over the bridge every day uh, into Brooklyn or wherever we're going, you know, you always see about nine or ten of these migrants kind of huddled there at the entrance to Floyd Bennett Field. We held those rallies over the summer. There's always about nine or ten of them huddled right there. And, and again, if you have a big heart, you know, I'm not going to lie to you, my wife and my daughter during Christmas went over there, handed, handed out uh, shirts and sneakers and because they're good people. They've got good hearts. They care about just human beings. But the truth is, a lot of these folks in every one of these communities are not doing the right thing. This is exactly what we talked about before. The mayor doesn't pay attention. He says nothing about any of this. Thank God, Mary, for people like you and Curtis Sliwa. But that does bring us to the political atmosphere in our neighborhood and in and around Brooklyn and Queens. You do run the Republican Club in Rockaway. I know our dear friend Paul King is set to run again against Gregory Meeks coming up in 2025. But any other big elections on the horizon that uh, are important to Rockaway and Queens, that area? Uh, yes, absolutely. And, you know, we need people like Paul King. He's running against Congressman Meeks, who back in the fall when we were protesting and had those rallies at Floyd Bennett Field, Congressman Meeks said something like, oh, the migrants shouldn't and probably wouldn't uh, be housed in Floyd Bennett Field. But we all know that that's where they are. The tent went up on the broken-down concrete runway that's prone to flooding. We saw all kinds of weather this past uh, weekend, and I just wonder how they're doing in the tents. And, and of course, you know, we're, we have a heart. The children that are being dragged into these situations, I pray for them every day. Because, um, But the other elections coming up, uh, Tom Sullivan's running. Uh, we need to get him in there against uh, Stacey Pfeffer. You know, last time around, Stacey stole that election. That's what Rockaway thinks, many people. Tom won it by 300 votes and then lost it by 15. So every vote counts. We need everybody to come out and vote. We're also looking at uh, Michael Riley. He's running um, against James Sanders. I don't even know who James Sanders is. I've never heard – he's my representative. I never heard a word out of him. So uh, we're doing a lot at the Rockaway Republican Club. We're trying to get people registered to vote. We're trying to get – young people to get interested and to vote because it's their future. And they need to, you know, take an interest in their future and get good people into office.
Well, the Rockaway Republican Club is very lucky, Mary, to have you at the head of it. Paul King is very lucky to be married to Margaret Powers. The two of you were great at that Cipriani uh, dinner with Donald Trump a couple of weeks ago. So thank you for all the great... Yes. Richard, I have to say that I was standing with you when you met Steve Bannon at the gala. And yes. I met him then at that time. So I'm looking forward to hearing him. Uh, I feel like I witnessed, uh, you know, a meeting of two great influential minds. It was a historic <laughs> moment for me. <laughs> well, That's right. You know, and I'm also with Ava. I, you know, I'd bring a can of Lysol or something. I'd be a little freaked out if things were happening. So. And uh, I hope Eva has a good time back at Thank school. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. You are, you're terrific. You really are. We love you. Thank you for helping in our neighborhood with the politics and trying to keep us safe. I keep telling all my buddies out there, from Billy Felton to Joe Ferrante, that we work very, very hard, whether it's these rallies or what you're doing with the politics, to, uh, to keep not just Queens and Brooklyn, but all these neighborhoods safe. And we're getting very, very little help from the politicians, from the governor to the mayor on down, makes our job more difficult every day. But, damn it, we are up for the task. Mary Glynn, thank you so much. Great to have you on. We'll see you in the neighborhood very, very soon. Thank you so much, Sid. Thanks so much. Take care, sweetheart. There she is, the head of the Rockaway Republican Club, my friend Mary Glynn.